Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That's fucking delightful. Fucking delightful. Fucking good combination playing. Sliding balls into space. Good. Excellent. You have on the fucking road. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Rooker Report Player Ratings Podcast in association with the Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. And once again I'm bringing you news of a victory. Yes, Sunderland won once more. Three points in the bag against the bogey team who we've never beaten. We played them six times prior to tonight and have never won. 2-0 victory, pretty calm, assured performance. And if you whisper it quietly, Sunderland might be on a bit of a roll. And I'm joined tonight by Ant Watson... How are you, Ant? Yeah, really good. Yeah, I mean, same as you, just riding the crest of this wave that we're on. How oh, long hey. it lasts, we don't know, but we'll keep going. You know, yeah. massive result tonight, especially with the other results that have gone our way. So for once, we've capitalised on it. Mm. And uh, Matty Crichton, Matty, how are we doing? Yeah, absolutely buzzing. I think the last time I was on, we were discussing how we'd just been beating off Shrewsbury. So this time around, I'm chuffed. We were properly depressed that night. It just shows how quickly <laughs> things have turned around, doesn't it? Like, I can't believe it. The club have been very, very clever in that they're just drip feeding us good news every day mm. obviously the results on the pitch are helping and conversely the good news will be helping the results on the pitch because there's a real feel-good factor around the place at the minute and tonight was the epitome of that we played a team who i think came for a draw and we found a way to win we kept another clean sheet with a makeshift back four two good goals um mcgeady got another assist i mean it was just a, a routine win and it feels strange saying that doesn't it and like a routine win for Sunderland because. Whenever we've been in this position, even this season we've been in this position a few times where we've been ready to go on a bit of a run and we just haven't done it. But at the minute, I mean, it feels like we're, we're starting to see that, aren't we? We're starting to see the team hit its stride. Yeah, and it, it's especially when you look at our you look at our bench tonight and the, the amount of like, quality that we can bring on there, you know, like Carl Winchester who comes on, looks a good player, you know, we've got... It's so nice to see like we're actually getting to a point where, you know, we can go out and think that we're better than the team, the opposition that we're playing. We, we kind of say that all season, especially with like, the performances that have come onto the pitch, you know, the 1-1 draws and struggling to beat the likes of Wigan. We're getting beat off the likes of Wigan and Plymouth and all that. And, you know, that tonight, that tonight, that game tonight, that was a stumbling block for Phil Parkinson last season, Jack Ross season before we just could not beat Fleetwood and we made them look absolutely ordinary tonight and you know credit where credit's due to Lee Johnson he's found his best I think he's found probably majority of his best side now and you know this run can keep on going because we're just looking a mile ahead of these teams that we're playing yeah we're just so interchangeable it's like the team's mm-hmm. become greater than the sum of its parts all of a sudden because like I said at the start of the show there O'Neill playing centre half we actually switched from a back three to a four in the second half with Gooch moving 
into a more attacking position. The substitutions were a little bit weird, but it worked. It's just like everything seems to be working, doesn't it, Matty? It's I can't really criticize anything about that tonight. To be honest, I just I think the biggest thing I took from it was that that was such a match that in the past we would have came away with a nil-nil, all been frustrated and been talking about how Sunderland have too many draws. I think Fleetwood obviously came, they put 10 behind the ball, they were really compact, you know, they made it really difficult for us, but we overcame it and that's something you've not seen with Sunderland in the past. We've usually, teams who frustrate us would, you know, they'd be able to grind out a point, but there we really took it to them in the second half. We changed formation, which was brilliant to see. We brought subs on to change the game. It's like we actually made progressive decisions to actually go and influence mm-hmm. the game and we've came away with three points. Yeah, and another assist for McGeerian. I mean, he's on some run, isn't he? Yeah, um, I believe he's now the top assister in League One. Crazy. So that goes, missed what, goes to show nearly half a season. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's played fourteen games, fourteen games, and he's I think assisted twelve or something like that. I mean, obviously four came in one game, so it's you know it's not like he's assisting every game, but I mean, practically just goes every to show <laughs> what a stupid position, like, what a stupid decision it was for Parkinson to drop him for best part of a year, and that's yeah. probably what's cost Parkinson his job. It's cost us promotion. You've got to look at last season, how many points would we have got with Aidan McGeady and we only just missed out. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But he's been he's been superb. I mean, that that ball to put in for O'Brien, it's just it's just saying headers, isn't it? It's just yeah. saying put put me in the back of the net. It's all I need was a touch, a beautiful ball. And you know what? Again, wise decision from Lee Johnson to take him off as well. Um his do his job was done. He, you can see he was gassing a little bit. Same for Saturday. Off we go again. It's fan it's fantastic. Was anybody worried at half time at nil nil that we might not get a goal? Because although we we were never under threat, were we? The first half, which we sort of struggled to break them down a bit. But I don't know about you two. I wasn't particularly worried. I felt I feel I'm really confident about the team at the minute. I just felt like something would come good eventually, and it did. To be honest, though, I think that's one of the good things with Johnson now is. He's not scared to change the formation. He's not scared to make a sub. You know, mm-hmm. if he sees something not quite working, he's proactive and he tries to change it. Whereas previously, you know, at the start of the season, we would have stuck with the same formation and just kept going with the same plan. I think it's quite nice to see that, you know, even when, we, when we've got a defensive crisis and we're still overcoming, looking like a good team and we're still changing formations and trying new things. Yeah. Uh, the other goal came from a from a corner. Chris Maguire whips it in. Poor defendant, to be fair, but Max Power still <laughs> got to score it, and he stoops down quite low and gets on the end of the cross, and it's a goal. For me, Max Power was brilliant tonight, and I've I've got to give him credit where it's due because for a large part of his time here, and especially this season, I've just not rated him. I think he's been very poor as a midfield player, but as the team's improved in the last few weeks, he's sort of been the one, the driving force behind it. One thing you notice actually when the there's no fans in the ground is just how much he shouts and talks. And I mean, I know he's a captain; it's his job to do that. But it was a proper captain's performance from him today. He he, he just. Even when we were playing poorly, he was trying to make things happen. It was great to see it, wasn't it? And great to see just him sort of grow into his role in the middle of the park. Because, I mean, especially on a night where Ledbetter didn't play particularly well, we needed the midfield, somebody in the midfield to step up. Yeah, definitely. Especially when, I mean, a few weeks ago, we said, no, he's a better right back than he's a centre midfielder. But since the Doncaster game, when he's been put back in there, he's been absolutely sensational. Doncaster was brilliant. You know, Lincoln, in and out, but still... Played very, very well. I thought he was one of our better players on Saturday. And tonight, like you say, he was a strong case for man of the match. You know, he took his goal brilliantly. Yeah, it's terrible defending, but he's got to put that in the back of the net. But the way they peeled off from the defender was really, really nice. Mm. And he just keeps on, you know, he keeps on kind of changing the play, doesn't he, for us? You know, he can slow it down, he can quicken it up. You know, yeah, Grant Ledbetter had 
a poor game by his standards and Max just literally took the midfield battle on his own halfway through the second half so thought right I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take this take this mantle for myself really he was he was really really good and yeah. it, like you said it's nice to see mm. another home win as well you know we'd be linking on penalties in the cup strong home win against Doncaster so that's worth noting as well isn't it you know it was for a long time there struggling to pick up wins at home and we've won the last three technically I guess the Lincoln game was a draw but we won. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it a win now, man. Yeah, yeah. And then in the next week or so, we've got a game Saturday against Crew away, which is, I would say, if you're targeting promotion, you've got to go there and win that. Swindon, who I think, did they beat someone decent tonight? I think they might have drew with Lincoln tonight. Lincoln. It was 2 yeah. 2, I think, yeah. That's a game you want to be winning at home. And then uh, Rochdale after that. So we've got a, another three games here where I'm thinking, well, the way we're playing, we need to, we need to be p- trying to pick up three points from each of those games. And uh, looking at the league table, sat fifth, went up another place tonight, one point behind Pompey. we just got to keep putting the pressure on these teams above us, especially with Portsmouth to play, what, in two weeks' time? If we can win those three games before then and get and overtake them even in the in the table, dare I say it, we could make a real strong case for the top two. I know the teams up there are interchanging, but Hull have sort of fell away a little bit and everybody around them's got games in hand on them. We're definitely still in the mix, Matty, aren't we, for promotion now, especially the way results are going at the minute. Yeah, to be honest, like you said there, I think that little run of fixtures is going to be the most important of our season because they're all teams who on paper we should beat at the lower end of the table who we've struggled against recently. And then if we do beat those teams, we set ourselves up against Portsmouth, who you'd probably imagine would be up there with us as well. Then we've got, obviously, the cup final. If we can get through this run, you know, beat some of the teams, avoid defeat against Portsmouth and lift the trophy, you know, imagine the buzz amongst the fan base and amongst the players. You'd think if we did overcome this, we would maybe be in the top two. We're only seven points behind now. And if we can get through this run, you know, League One's there's always a team who goes on form and either, you know, makes a late dart for the playoffs or a late run for automatic promotion. We seen with Luton the other year. You know, why can't that be us? Yeah. Right, okay. I'm gonna quickly blast through some of the three word reviews. We've had an absolute ton of responses as we always do. So uh thanks everybody who sent those in and we're sorry I can't read them all. I'd probably be recording till five o'clock <laughs> in the morning if I had to read them all out. But yeah, we'll start from the top there. Keith Cowden, he says Asset Strip has gone. Uh, Cameron Johnson, Dreyfus embarrassed Donald, Jason Beatty, non-white scorers, Warren Ridley, Sanderson class again, yep, agree. Uh, Paul Fletcher, another job done. John Ridley follows that up with much the same, job done, next. Virgin Cage, says Michael Dunn. <laughs> and Stevenson says onwards and upwards. Ian Chester, steady and solid. Aislinn says winning streak, us. Uh, Brownie says power's a leader. Uh, Rob Ellison says second of five. Sam Blakey says on our way. Gaz says we're fucking massive. Uh, James Carr says McLaughlin, steady Eddie. Matt says another professional performance. And uh, we'll end on Spencer Davison, who says signs Sanderson permanently. Mm. I don't think we've got much of a chance of that if he keeps playing like <laughs> he is, because um, Wolves will want him back playing in the Premier League, but we never know. Right, before we go on to the player ratings, as we will touch on the news from today about the, the changes in the boardroom as well, but we'll do that at the end, because... Uh, we must continue with our review of the game. So, as is customary with the host of the pod, I'll start with Lee Burge. Probably the most nondescript performance of the season from anybody. He didn't have a thing to do. Fleetwood quite literally didn't have a shot tonight. So all Burge did was maybe claim a couple of long balls and take a couple of kicks out of his hands, which is nice for him. When's the last time that's happened that no one's had a shot against yeah, us? It's a good sign, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Before I actually give me rating, it's funny because... Doncaster the other week was much the same, wasn't it? It's like 
teams have stopped coming and and having a go at us. It's really weird. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Burge. So with all that in mind, I've given him a six because that's my starting mark, and I literally can't think of anything he did other than maybe catch a couple of crosses coming into the box. So a nice easy one for me. Luke O'Nine and Luke O'Nine. I have given him a seven. Thought an excellent centre half performance again from him. What really made us laugh was we had an attack in the first half. Um, I think McGeady had turned to have a shot and I seen Luke O'Nine bombing into the box. And it was just before Sanderson had to take one for the team to get a yellow card because <laughs> he was covering for O'Nine, which was probably the only bad thing he did. You know, he kind of mm. gets a little bit drawn up. Obviously, he's a midfielder, but centre-half, he looks natural there, which is mental considering, I know he can play in any position you'll put him and he'll do a job there, but he looks so natural there. So it's uh, He looks natural everywhere, doesn't he? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah he does. It's, I mean, it's, it's it's sentiments to him of how well he's actually done there, especially alongside Dion Sanderson, who's only a kid. Been a fantastic pair, and they've, they've not conceded many goals. Don't think they've conceded a goal, have they? So it's no. very good. He gets a seven. Yeah, steady seven. Yeah. First half, there was very little for him to do. Second half, he had a little bit more to do, and it was interesting watching his little battle with Vassell, because Vassell started getting right up against him and started mm. tussling with him. And there was one occasion where, towards the, sort of the end of the game, Vassell came off the better of the physical battle, but 9 still managed to nick the ball away. It was just brilliant mm-hmm. defending. I think it just shows his resilience. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. That's him as a character. He's so resilient, he won't ever give up on anything. Yeah, just once again, impressed with his adaptability. Dion Sanderson, his partner, Matty, that's yours. Yeah, I think probably the best defender on the pitch. I was really impressed from again. I think it's, you know, that ability to step in on the ball, the composure, he's good in the air. He's got the speed. I think there was one time towards the end of the first half where he sort of said to Vassell, you know, come on, challengers, and then he managed to go to ground, win the ball. It was literally the last kick of the half. It was yeah, brilliant tackle, and, yeah. You know, reflecting on what someone said in the three-word review, I think it, it might be, you know, a ballsy move, but he is someone, I think he's only got a year left on his Wolves contract. You know, I, I really wish we would maybe, you know, just even ask the question, because I think not, since he's had a chance, he's took it with two hands and he now looks one of our best defenders, so... Nah, we've got billions now, Matty. We've got billions, <laughs> so just sign him. I would give him an eight tonight, personally. I just think he was absolutely solid. I thought the yellow card was harsh, considering he didn't boot Connolly for absolutely wiping Wyke out. Yeah. Yeah, I can't disagree with you at all. Conor McLaughlin. Well, I'm actually shocked at how good he was tonight. Who is he? Like, where, Where's just he been from player? last season? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he pl- start first half played on the right of a back three, did really well, I thought. Some of his passing and joining the attacks and stuff was good. Like, I've always felt with McLaughlin that he's he struggles offensively, but I don't know whether it's just this new confidence the team has, the manager who he's playing under, but he just looks a different player. And I'm not saying he's anything special, but he's he didn't actually make a mistake tonight, I don't think. No. Which I think says a lot more. Like, he's not a risk-taking player. He's a right-back. He's a, he's a very, you know, unassuming right-back. So if he can just get through a game and not make any daft mistakes then um, he's had a good night and today brilliant I, I give him a 7 but I thought about giving him an 8 for his second half performance because when he moved to right back he was even better I don't know if anybody would agree disagree with that but I think yeah he, he had a really solid game tonight I had a 7 personally I've got him got him as an 8 I thought he was superb you're a nicer Absolute man than superb. me and that's what it is <laughs> it's a, uh, apparently I'm a happy clapper I've just been called a happy clapper so you know there we go <laughs> <laughs> Callum McFadzian, I'm not sure whose is that. Uh, and Callum McFadzian. Ah, nice. Uh, okay. Um, Since you're a happy clapper, you're going to say something uh, really positive about about our worst player. So come on. Yeah, he was. Like, I can't. I can't he was our worst player tonight. You know, a few passes were going to him. He was letting them go off for throw-ins. First half, you see, it was a good job we had them new cameras. Max Power absolutely bollocked him. 
Uh, he passed like the ball out wide. I'm expecting McFadden to run forward, which is what he should have done. And McFadden just stopped wanting to defeat him and Alfred threw in. It made Power look stupid. And Power rightfully gave him a gave him a telling off. It's an interesting little pairing up that left, isn't it? You've got Aidan McGeady and then Callum McFadzian. And Callum McFadzian, You must think, what yeah. the fuck am I doing on the pitch with this bloke? You know what? He's kept a clean sheet tonight. He's not made a glaring mistake, is what he normally does. Ah, I'm going to go for a six. Yeah, but fair, I had fair. five. I think a six is fair, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think he made yeah. like any bad mistakes. I've done that. You know what you do it at school when you've made an error and you've put like five and then try to make the five look like a six and really like it hasn't worked so i've done that so i'll go off the what i can see the best i can see a six better than a five so we'll yeah. go for a six I, I went with the five in the first half because just some of his basic stuff was irritating like simple passes his first touch mm-hmm. when he had an option to just play a simple ball to mcgeady he would take an extra second to think about it and lose it things like that just but i, I just think that's just down to the fact he's 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 not really on the same level as some of these lads and probably not really a league one player um second half though he was a little bit better i mean like like you said and we kept a clean sheet tonight i don't think it was really down to mcfadzian but he was part of a makeshift back four and he's got a little bit more experience than some of the lads in there so maybe we're a little bit harsh on him but he just he's a player who really doesn't really do anything for me and like every time i see him in the team i'm just desperate to see something different which is why i was a little bit shocked votens didn't play because although votens isn't great he wasn't that bad when he last played you'd be excited to see hume in that side at the minute gavlo wouldn't you once hume's fit oh, yeah. and Hume yeah. down that left side with McGeady and be, us being on form of Hume in, I think that'll cause so many teams so much trouble the sad thing is I don't think we're going to see Hume again this season are we? So the no, thing is on yes. um, McFadzine though with obviously Vulcans being cup tied we kind of need McFadzine confident and like fit for the final because I think mm. the last thing you'd want is to play Vulcans and then sort of shove McFadzine back in randomly for the final I wonder if that's yeah. part of his thinking with all of this then Good point, that, Matty. Uh, right, max power is d- 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 you, Matty. Yeah, to be honest, uh, maybe jumping a bit ahead, but I did think he was actually my man of the match. He reminded me of when we first signed him and he was sort of box to box and you thought he was someone who could go up and get goals. He was really tenacious, you know. He, he just had a bit of fire in his belly tonight. I thought, obviously, Ledbetter sat a bit deeper and Powell was doing the pressing you'd normally see from, like, Josh Scowen, but I just thought it was a real captain's performance. And I think... Previously, a lot of people criticised him that he didn't do enough going forward. But I think tonight he was just getting there. He was making progressive passes. He was trying to do given goes. He just he looked like that player we originally signed from Wigan. For me, mm-hmm. I thought he was really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. In terms of ratings, I gave him an eight. I think one of the best performances he's had all season. Totally agree. There was one or two moments in the first half where we were just struggling to get going and we were struggling to get the ball forward. Ledbetter wasn't really helping by passing it backwards and sidewards. And when it was coming to power, he was trying different things. There was one, on I've noted it down in the 14th minute. It sort of comes into him. We'd been holding on to the ball too long. Every player was taking two or three touches. Ball comes into power. First time, whips it round the man who he's, he's actually marked. He whips it round his man and puts it into a channel for, for Wyke. Just little things like that tonight really really showed what he can offer when he's confident. And of course he scored. So can't really complain about Max Power tonight. I gave him an A2. And I'm not going to jump ahead when we man the match. But uh, I couldn't disagree with you if you felt he was. Certainly really good performance. Uh, Led bit as mine. I've not actually got much notes. Well, many notes at all. Down I, I have nothing Ledbetter. written down for him for the entire Nothing game. in the first half and nothing in the second half written down. But when I think back to his performance, I think he, he slowed us down, particularly in that first half. But he's what's interesting with Ledbetter is he's he's seeing a lot of games out. Like mm. you're not seeing Johnson take him off, 
which obviously shows what he thinks of him. I don't know whether that's because we're winning games and when you want to hold on to a lead, that's the sort of player you want on the pitch just to control the game a little bit and get the foot on the ball and slow us down when we might be getting ahead of ourselves. So I gave him a five because I just don't think he played well. I don't really didn't really notice him on the pitch. Um, and probably Power's performance showed that he didn't do as much. But I may be being harsh there. I just don't think I really saw much from Ledbetter tonight. Lyndon Gooch, and he's yours. Uh, the, the happy clap was Mark on North, Lyndon Gooch, I'm afraid. Um, I've given him a five. Ouch. He did, he did a lot of little nice tricks and did his man very well, but then his pass afterwards was shocking. You know, I think the Burton game may have took it out of him a little bit, you know, because he was superb against Burton and um, did a lot of running. And you know what? I kind of felt he's running tonight. He was, I thought he was excellent. But I mean, we were talking about, I was talking about like at half time, I was ready to bring him off, to be honest, to give Jones a go. I just thought he's, he's like, he's passing. He, he kept on trying to do that extra move, which is what he always does, to be honest. But after Saturday, I was a bit let down by him because I thought he was brilliant on Saturday. And then he, he puts in performance like that. And he needs to work on that. His consistency needs to be better. He needs to put two or three good games together. And then he'll be a really, really good player, I think. But tonight, it just never worked for him, I'm afraid. Mm. I gave him a seven. Yeah. <laughs> you, mean, you saw that totally <laughs> I different. had him down for a seven as well. Yeah, I, I th- First half, I gave him a six because mm. it was such a mixed bag. But he actually he was involved in quite a lot of the play in the first half. I mean, 20th minute, I've got noted down that he did well to beat his man, but the pass was terrible at the end. It's that end product thing yeah. with Gooch. But then five five or six minutes before half time, he does a fantastic run to put McGeady into a shooting position. Um, then five minutes before the break, beat his man, put a great cross in that no one got on the end of. But then he let himself down in injury time in the first half. Just rubbish attacking play played a pass to power and we lost the ball from which Fleetwood counted and luckily it came to nothing um, but I thought in the second half when he moved into the attack he was a lot better just playing in behind and sort of getting up but I, I couldn't disagree with the fact that he, he's so inconsistent with his attacking play and there was that moment about 10 minutes or so after half time where McGeady played him in it was a great little run from Gucci turned his man brilliantly got him 1v1 with a keeper but I never felt confident that he was going to score like no. Gucci yeah. if you let him get a shot away outside the box I feel confident he'll score goals like he did against Burton. But when he's 1v1 with a goalkeeper, he's useless. Yeah. I think that's why I've gone a little bit lower, Gav, because I just expect more from him now. You know, because yeah. you've seen those performances, like what he can do against a Burton. And, you know, and to go back last season, MK Dons away where he was superb and scored an absolute belter. You know, I want to see that more from him. And tonight, I just, the more he got the ball, I thought the more he was going to lose it. And I agree with you yeah. when he went through one on one. I mean, it was a good save. I will say that was a very good save. But all he needs to do there is just keep the ball low. And he's tried to be a little bit too clever. Just keep that low, put it through his legs, and it goes in. But yeah, I mean, I can I can see the sevens, what you both give him up and kind of like look at think, yeah, but I expect a bit more from Gooch. You know, that, that's just that's just the way I am, I think, with him at the minute. Hmm. Let's uh, blast through these final few. Then Aidan O'Brien got a goal tonight, Matty, but did you think he played well? Because I didn't. Do you know what? It was it was a funny one with him because I was sat watching it with my dad and for, for so long I was saying to him that I'd, I want to see O'Brien off for Jones and then he scored. But other than that header, I just felt he was so anonymous. You know, he, he had the odd touch, but I had written down so often that he gave the ball away and he just yeah. I just didn't feel, you know, for someone who plays so high up the pitch, you're always going to be judged on what you do going forward. And I just felt, bar that chance, he was absolutely anonymous. Obviously, in terms of ratings, I'm going to give him a six because, you know, you, you've got to judge your forward players on goals and he took it really well. But I, I do think we definitely need more from him. And especially if he's going to keep the likes of Jones out the squad as well. And yeah, obviously, Ross yeah. Stewart, when he's fit, he's going to be hot on his heels. 
Yeah, I was thinking that about Gooch as well, just the way, and we'll get on to Jones, but when when he comes on and plays as well as he did, and then you've got like Gooch and O'Brien, or yeah, I thought Gooch played okay, but O'Brien, I mean, I had him down as a two at half time. I thought he was <laughs> dreadful. First half, he was shocking. Everything he did went wrong. His touch was horrendous. Gave the ball away constantly, like you said, but then he scored a really good I don't goal. understand his position as well, though, because he's sort of like a... He's sort of playing as like either a wide man or an inside forward, and I'm not really he's just sure. He's there at press, isn't he? He's there yeah, at press. I'm not really sure if that's his. Like, for example, would you like for me personally? I think someone like a Jones with pace out wide, who could exploit people, would be better in that role. But I guess he do, he does work hard, and he has been improved under Johnson. He needs to stop yeah. doing extra shifts down the arches, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does look like Phil Mitchell, doesn't he? He's aged terribly since he came to Sunderland. Yeah, he has. Uh, well, lad, he has. lockdowns not treating him well. Um, has it treated any of us well though? Uh, I gave him a yeah, I gave him a six in the end. I was actually I put five in, and I thought I feel I'm going to get pelters if I give him a five. But like you just said, you made a good point, Matty. You judge your forwards on their on their goals, and he scored. And it was a great, it was a great header. I mean, delicious ball by McGeady, obviously, and you expect your strikers to put those away when they're on a plate like that. Um, but he took his goal well, and if we're just judging him purely on that, and he's, I guess he he did work hard. Just nothing else really came off from tonight. Charlie Wyke is mine. I'm going to be very quick with that one. I gave him a six. Didn't score tonight for once, but he battled well. Just didn't really have a chance. I think he had one half chance in the whole game, so it just wasn't his night tonight. But I'm sure you'll have you'll have better nights the way he's playing at the minute. And McGeady, yeah, I've given McGeady a seven. I thought he was slightly poor first half, but if if everything was going to happen, it was going to come from him. And then in the second mm. half, just before we scored, I mean, he did that beautiful little like bit of skill when he when he went over the ball and. You know, he just completely ruined the careers of them Fleetwood defenders. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then that ball in, I mean, we've we've gone over a but it's an absolute beauty. Um it just needs yeah. hearing. And, you know, it's a beautiful ball and you know, it's like I say, it's just great to see him now. You know, he was you know, his first few games I thought he was, you know, coming back and getting match fit. Now he's match fit. He just it's that cheat code again, isn't it? We've got the cheat code in McGeady back and you know, if he keeps doing that if he keeps doing those balls and those skills and all, and he'll eventually add goals to his game, we'll end up getting higher in the league and pushing for promotion. You know, they're, they're he's just, just got so much confidence, yeah. and he like yeah. it's when he do, drops his shoulder and does that step over. You know which, which way he's going every time. And the defenders just cannot yeah. deal with it. Yeah. It's he's just so quick with his feet. And the I mean, I've always been critical of his crossing in the past, but his crossing this season is just out of this world. He's clipping them into dangerous areas, and the lads are just waiting for it. It's like yeah. it, it's a, it must be a dream to play with. It's the little shifts as well, though, for the yeah, like, yeah. He do, the way he creates space when you think it's so tight, and he does that little shift, and he just gets a yard, and it's just excellent to watch. I actually I took more notes for McGeady than any other player tonight because he he was involved in that much, and obviously he came off job done, like you said, and he came yeah. off job done. The cross for the goal was just out of this world. He's just you know I think like you said he's the top assister in the league, so it says it all really. Uh, I'll quickly blast through the subs. Jordan Jones was brilliant. Mm. He comes on and he, he he changes the game whenever he comes on. Even though we were in control of the game, I still thought he came on and just did so much. First touch he made was a header on goal. Keeper saved it. Then a minute later, gets brought down with a fantastic run. Burns the play and gets brought down, wins us a free kick. 78th minute, I've got noted down. Superb touch to bring a long pass down, shaped it to get a shot away, but the keeper saved it. That was brilliant. First touch was absolutely outstanding, yeah. just killed the ball dead to get the shot away. And then in injury time, got absolutely levelled. Great tackle, like, oh, I mean, if it was our player, I'd be Fantastic jumping. Oh, I Classic. Takes Sunday all of the ball, all of the man. But he landed on his head and his neck, so I hope, I hope he's okay. I mean, he carried on. 
but uh, that'll have been a sore one. Um, so fingers crossed he's okay because if he is okay, I'd start him. I'd start him at the weekend. He's I, I don't know whether Johnson's just taking his time with him because prior to coming to Sunderland, he didn't play a lot of football, but he didn't play any football really at Rangers. So he's trying to get him up to speed. But to me, he's when he's coming on, he looks like he could probably contribute a lot more than he is. And just from an opponent's perspective, can you imagine him coming on after you've had Ian McGeady running at you for like an hour? It's just it's such a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other subs, Winchester, I gave a five just because I can't remember him doing anything. Maguire, I gave a seven because he got the, it was a great corner for the second goal. Man the match, Matty. You said Max Power, didn't you? Yeah, I just like I said, I think he looked like the player was signed from Wigan, that box to box midfielder who can contribute going forward. So yeah, he he just tipped McGeady for me. Yeah, I agree. Man, man, the match was Max Power tonight, but McGeady, I couldn't argue if anybody said said him. What about you, Ant? Are you going to go against the Green? Ah, uh, you, you know what? Max I, was man, the match. It could be. I, I want to say Conor McLaughlin because I thought that was his best game for us by a country mile. I thought he was absolutely superb, but I can't. That can't go away from Max Power. That Max Power was yeah. absolutely fantastic. So we'll go with Max. Full house, lovely. Lee Johnson, how do you think he did, lads? I've given him an 8 out of 10. Don't know why I've given him an 8, really. He just didn't do anything wrong, I guess, again. I think it was the the thing that impressed me, like I said earlier, was just that change of formation. I think he, yeah, he's brilliant. He, do, he, do, he doesn't sit and wait. You know, He's not reactive, he's proactive. When he sees it's not working, he, he does something to change it. He's not scared to change formation or make mm. subs, and I think that's massive. Yeah, and the Maguire and Jones... Subs both, you know, made sense and they both paid off because, like I said, Jones had a great performance and Maguire got an assist. What about you, Ant? Yeah, I give him a nine on Saturday. So we've, we've won another game against the bogey side. Pretty much the same kind of accomplished performance. So I kind of go any lower than what I did on Saturday. Otherwise, that would be me being a hypocrite. So we'll go with nine. We've been asked to rate the ref by somebody on Twitter. <laughs> so we're going to do that this week. Uh, I've given him a two. I thought he was crap. <laughs> You don't have to be nice about referees, do you? you can call them whatever you want. I just think Wanker it was that black, it was that Connolly tackle early yeah. on. Like he's he's came in, he's he's like slid, went to ground, absolutely wiped Charlie Wyke, and then he just gives him a warning. It's one of the, it's a blatant yellow all day. The ref was a tit. Nobody's bothered about the ref, other. <laughs> uh, as we um, as we promised a little bit earlier in the show, we'll just quickly touch on the the ownership stuff. KLD appeared at half time, which I saw none of because we internet decided to die. Um, well, I saw about 10 seconds of it, but uh, everybody seemed pretty impressed in our group chatting on Twitter with it. Matty, what did you think of it? Pretty happy with what you heard from the new owner? Yeah, I think, to be honest, he, he said the right things. Obviously, these sorts of announcements are always very PR savvy and they're going to tell you the right things. But I just think he was very bold. You know, he mentioned the likes of asset stripping, which, you know, as a fan, yeah, base, yeah, yeah. As a fan base, we've discussed that for ages. I think he mentioned about fan engagement and I think... He's already, like today with the match experience, he doesn't have to change that, but he's already doing these little things to sort of try and improve things. And Mm. he's talked a lot about, you know, long-term plans and things like that. He just seems really into it. And he just, I think he he does look like someone who's committed to really changing this club's fortunes and doing something special. Yeah, and what did you make of these comments in here? Yeah, I, I was like you, Gavin. Fortunately, I didn't hear them um, for a different reason. I was having me take it half time, um, but <laughs> you know, you know what? I think from from since he's come in, I mean, obviously, you know, he's been doing doing the stuff behind the scenes with Lee Johnson, with 
Speakman coming in, but you can look at the trying to modernise the club, the trying to take us into the twenty first century, which is is really refreshing. And I was a little bit, I know, you know, I know he's you know two billion trust fund and this and that, but I was kind of thinking is is it going to be just a, a little kid like you know a spoiled kid who's going to come in and once he gets bored, you know, we'll be back to square one again. But the way he started, you know, he's he's done like what Matty says with the match experience. I mean, how much better was that today? Superb, and he doesn't have to do that. It's it's the little touches yeah. I think that like even something like having the badges and the team layout before mm-hmm. the game it's them little things that make a big difference and you appreciate yeah it. and even I mean even the spending you know I spend half a million quid on on the new thing for the pitch which is going to make the pitch better and that's stuff that you know he's he's form you know Stuart Donald and Ellis Shaw they should have been doing and never even thought about it so it's really really nice to see and I mean obviously we've we've got the news today's bringing the directors in. Um, he's going to surround himself with people he knows. Um, you know, I think his brother's coming on board, which it'll be it'll be fantastic. I mean, you can tell with him. You know, I did a little bit of research on him this week, and he's just a football mad person. So he's going to come in here. He's not going to treat it like his toy. He's going to try and get us into the Premier League, try and get us back to where we belong. And I, for one, am looking forward to, you know, this, this I want to say magic carpet ride, but it's going to sound so cheesy, but... You know, no. <laughs> we'll just see Leave it anyway. It. <laughs> Whatever the Swiss equivalent yeah, is. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah the... Well, I did find out today for the very first time he was Swiss. I, I, I just assumed he was French. I, know, I feel so bad for putting some French flags next to me name on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I heard, then I heard him talk and I just thought, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you touched on it there, the appointment of the two new directors. Both come from the Louis Dreyfus family business which sort of suggests to to us that uh, this is just the the family taking care of Kirill and making sure he doesn't do anything daft with his money. Igor Levin, who is the Louis Dreyfus family lawyer, he's joined the club as a director, as has the Louis Dreyfus family CFO, Mm -hmm. chief finance officer, who is Patrick Truer, who looks scarily like Christian speaking. He does, doesn't he? Um, (laughs) Maybe he's his dar, I don't know. But if anybody would like uh, uh, an in-depth and... Uh, thorough analysis of all of today's news uh, I would suggest you head over to the Love Supreme website there's a great piece on there by Giles Mooney so Giles has done a good job of explaining what it all means but yeah we've got two new directors on on board and of, obviously the, the other news was that Kirill's been officially appointed a director Stuart Donald has resigned as a director as has Jim Rodwell who we already knew was leaving the club so we've effectively replaced a couple of useless bastards with a couple who know what they're doing, <laughs> and that's good by me. That's all. That, that's all I care about. I'm not getting into the nitty gritty of it. There's a couple of blokes who work for a big company that make a lot of money have just joined our board. That's all right by me. Giles does touch on the, in the piece actually that he anticipates Steve Davison and Christian Speakman are likely to join the board at some point soon as well as directors. So I touched on this earlier on the show. Ever since the takeover news broke officially last week it's just been a steady stream of really good news and tonight's performance sort of accompanies all of that it's been great this last week or so like it's the most positive felt about Sunland in years like years and years like properly and we're seeing like like you said before with the streaming service and things like that we're just going to these little things that all are it's just a little improvement the stuff about the pitch lights the other day being replaced with a a state-of-the-art system just all these little things that have probably needed doing for years, we're now in a position where the the owner can actually invest in the club and improve things that need improving. So I'm I'm just hoping this just carries on, lads. I can, like I say, over three games in this next week. Or so and we should be targeting nine points. Yeah. And if we can come out, if we can be sat here a week from now, nine points better off. We could be talking about Sunderland challenging for that second place. 
when who who would have saw that coming? Not the way the season started for us. Everything's just you know flipped on the, the table. The best thing is about all that news today, and even for the last week, the removal of Stuart Donald as a director of our football club. So that man has no more say in anything that we do in the future. He can be a silent partner for all he wants, but as long as he has no more say in any of it, his time is over. He's gone. And that, for me, yeah. as a Sunderland fan, is absolutely bloody brilliant. Yeah, and that's a good place to end it, I think. Well done, And Thank you. So, yeah, cheers, <laughs> lads, for joining us. <laughs> We've got an extra preview pod coming up before the weekend with the lads, so make sure you catch that. And, of course, thanks very much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money.